This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. This is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Martin and Max on from Voila. And our topic today is today and tomorrow's HR challenges shaping how we work. Um, so we're going to be talking all about the challenges, and uh, I can't wait to kind of get into this. So why don't we do introductions? So Martin, why don't you go first, and Max, you go second, and one of you just tell us a little bit about Voila. All right. Okay. I'll start. And uh, Martin, I'm founder and uh, CEO of uh, Voila Technologies. A um, little bit of background. I was the, the founder of Taleo, uh, probably a company that you heard of. Uh, of course. A few, yeah, a few years ago, with pretty much success into uh, talent recruiting. Uh, we became uh, a worldwide leader in talent management. Went public on the NASDAQ in 2005. Were acquired by, we were acquired by Oracle in 2012. And then after that, I left and um, started to do other things. Uh, among, among that was uh, opening uh, yoga studios in the regions here. And uh, in addition with f- financing and investing in the, in the studios, I told my girlfriend uh, with us that I will take care of the schedules, employee schedules. So uh, I, uh, it wasn't long enough to see that it was a nightmare. <laughs> managing schedules of the employees with uh, today's early workers and i've decided to invest in uh, creating this new uh, technology new uh, company called voila to fix this problem uh, back in 2016. so the company was founded in 2016 and uh, so we focused on you know fixing this issue these issues today with uh, Workforce management, uh, early workers, and uh, employee scheduling, time in attendance, and so on. Wow, that is fantastic! And I got to ask you some: Is it what was the name before Taleo? Was it RecruitSoft? Yes, it was RecruitSoft. <laughs> okay, all right. I still have some gear, some shirts, and pins right. and stuff from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess we probably met some sometimes. Oh I, yeah. A HR tech show or something like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was a it was a small world back then. Oh yeah, smaller, <laughs> smaller. Uh, well, Max, tell us a little bit about yourself. Max, you're on mute. Yeah, I come from uh, technology and consulting, and I've always been the tech guy in uh i'll say not so tech savvy uh, businesses right so it, it was kind of a natural fit when uh, when we discussed with martin the, the possibility to launch something for uh, the hourly workers and, and industries that are a little bit left behind by technology i mean we we have so many licenses so many softwares for everything in right. uh in the environment we we ourselves evolve uh, evolve in and then we look at manufacturing, we look at healthcare, we look at all those industries, which are actually the, 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 the biggest chunk of the economy, honestly, and, and its foundation. And they have to do everything by hand. And, and, yep. and even in terms of scheduling, I mean, we're not the first ones out there 
to do scheduling, but it was still about putting people in boxes with a set time to work. So, so we, we couldn't uh, not take the opportunity to try to make things better, to try to, uh, to uh, inject this, this mentality that we see in, in our businesses into all of those industries. So that, that, that was kind of the spark of why we, we said, you know what, let's go, let's, let's build it and, and try to Let, make yeah. something good with it. Let's fix that. You would be surprised, William, how neglected this part of the industry was. When I, when I was with Taleo, we were focusing on professional workers. Right. You know, these, these guys making you know, nine to five uh, paid, uh, paid by week, professional workers. And this the early workers industry was really ne neglected by us, by SAP, by Oracle. Oh, yeah. People oh, saw yeah. nobody wanted to take it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's I mean, hard. <laughs> turns out high volume or hourly uh, sometimes we use those as synonyms uh, y'all are doing much more than just the the uh, the pre-hire or the talent acquisition piece you go further into the process um, but it's hard because there's there's turnover you know they're mm -hmm. you know they and so the, each of those industries has its own kind of unique challenges but I love I love what y'all are doing and I love the market the hourly or high volume market as well because it is completely underserved It's hardly, it's high volume, but it's also very complex. Yep. I mean, when you, when you jump to scheduling, employee scheduling with today's Oof. friends, I mean, the, the workers are not engaged that much anymore with their, with their employers. Oh, really? uh, they, they, they just change their availability all the time. They don't show off. Uh, oh, yeah. Last oh, minute yeah. replacement. And you still want to put a schedule in place that will fix, that will meet your business needs. It's it's a nightmare. It's, it's <laughs> so I grew up uh, and uh, my first job was at Walmart 100 years ago. So <laughs> so I it was it not much. The irony of that is we all have kind of a origins, you know, whether or not it's food service or manufacturing or, or retail or whatever. But like not much has changed. That's the crazy part is like I still see I still when I go to different retailers, I'll still sell people using paper to schedule yeah. things. I'm like. I mean, again, we did that in the 80s. Like, come on, we've all, we're all, we should be better than that. But let's. And the problem, uh, William, today is, is amplified. Yes. Yes. Imagine since the, since the, there is not that much people waiting in line to be hired at Walmart anymore. That's right. So, so the power is shifting to the workers. So they do whatever they want. So it's even harder for the managers to schedule their employees. So well, they you, need the technology. If they don't take the digital transformation, uh, to they they won't stay competitive. They oh no, no! If you're not hitting them on, from a candidate employee's perspective, if you're not hitting them on their phone, you're you're just DOA. And like I was, someone was telling me a story, uh, I can't say the retailer, but it's here in the states, and they were saying what we're having a problem with is is ghosting in the sense of. Candidates will apply to multiple jobs, accept multiple jobs, then go to the first job. And if they don't like it, they won't come back. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it threw me off. Like, I was like, so you're, man, you're, that's just And crazy. if you're like, lucky, they'll send yeah. you a text, though. I mean, at one point, companies used to think that workers were interchangeable. That's Now right. it's the opposite. That's right. Workers believe that employers are interchangeable. 100%. So that there's been a shift there. Yeah. And, and you were talking about Walmart. I mean, the one thing they did great was stop calling workers workers and call right. them partners, associates. 
Try. That's how you need to see them. You need to collaborate with them. They're not resources that you can just fit in an Excel sheet anymore. They are partners who are going to help you solve whatever challenge and, and scheduling that that's where it all starts. It's an interesting way of looking at commoditization, right? So back then the employers looked at, at, uh, at candidates as commodities. They come, they go, they get out of college, they come on and, and it's just like a faucet. There's just an endless faucet. And now what's really interesting and you're seeing it where, where you're at as well. It's now the, the candidates are looking at companies that way. Yeah, there's there's enough jobs. Like, I, you know, if I don't get that one or I don't like that one, it's, you know, whatever. Like, it's just like there's they think of the jobs as well. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. But again, getting back to, Martin, your, your point about the complexity. Now you're, do, now you're doing with the complexity of that stuff going on, plus just the volume. It's your volume of hiring and, and promoting and, and, and managing all of these things, these moving parts. So let's, let's jump into some of the challenges that y'all see. So what, what do you see? Um, and Martin, I'll start with you. What do you see as some of the, the challenges shaping, you know, how we work today and, and well, then we'll deal with some of the solutions, but what are the, some of the top challenges you see from your customers? I see that, that there is a shortage of early workers uh, and it has started already before the pandemic. But the pandemic has exacerbated it. I mean, workers, they realize that they could have a nice living (laughs) by working less. Uh, Maybe it's an illusion because they were paid by government, but, you know, they they had two years to get used to a life where they don't really need to work 40 hours a week uh, to to have a a nice uh, work-life balance. So... So what that means is that uh, there is a, there is a shortage uh, of hourly workers, or but the, the, but there is more. I would say there is more workers that wants to work less number of hours per week. Even the retired people wants to get back to to the market to the job market, but just do a few a few shifts a week. So that, that's a, that really puts a lot of pressure on the managers to manage everything. You know, but, you know more more people that want to work less. So more shifts, more shift to, to manage. You see the disengagement of the workers we just talked about. So I think uh, the power shifting for the workers from the enterprise workers, and that's going to be the future of work. And I think it's there to stay uh, for a long time because they, people got used to it during, during the pandemic. And right. oh, many, many also just retired earlier than expected. Uh, so that that has created a, a, a lot of shortage. So that's a reality that enterprise will have to to uh, couple with for the next uh, for the next few years, I think. Well, we're going to dig into that, Max. What other um, what other challenges do you see that that HR is facing? Well, so the second challenge I would see is actually uh, keeping your your people engaged mm. and, and retaining your staff. I mean, like you said, uh, they accumulate different gigs. They go for the one that fits them the best. And, right. and maybe they'll, they'll leave you thinking that they'll, they'll return if they ever miss it. Uh, so I think keeping your, your people engaged and, and sharing that, that vision, especially in, in uh, hourly work, where, well, of course, it, it's more repetitive. I mean, it's not as we are right here, building something for the future, whatever, with a, a large end goal. It's it's making customers happy every day. It's making sure that the product goes out and that they're proud of it. So you, you really need to uh, work with them to know what they're in for and, and to give them to give them that, that incentive, which is often to more flexibility, more uh, uh, more uh, 
a, a clap in the back or, or whatever. And we'll give you the tools to, to do that at some point, uh, but you need to, to flip that mentality. So let's do, uh, first of all, both these are wonderful. And we're going to discover some more as we, as we go along this. Let's do a shortage first. And, uh, and, and how, do, how do we overcome shortage or how the advice, and again, you all have clients. So the advice that you give clients in terms of their thinking about shortage, uh, supply and demand, and thinking about it differently and in solving that problem. And Martin, why don't we start with you first? So we'll, we'll tackle shortage first. And, yeah. uh, and, and, it will, and then we'll get into the retention second. Yeah, I would be tempted to say it'll be creative on the recruitment front and, uh, you know, utilize all the social media that uh, is at your disposal. But let's focus first on optimizing your own workforce. I, I, we have clients that have, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, business units or a bunch of uh, different restaurants uh, facility and and workers at restaurant A even don't know if there is an open shift at restaurant B. So let's just optimize the workforce deployment internally within a business first. So let's have a set of tools and technology to, to support that, optimize the workforce at the organization level. And, uh, and also let's, let's try to determine and identify who's within the business could do other things in the company because there is a short labor shortage. So your workers that, you know, uh, transferable skills, we, we focus a lot on, on the professional level when with transferable skills, but we not pay attention that much on, with the hourly workers, but that's the reality. Many times uh, you have workers in, inside your company that could do something else, right. other than takes other shift to, 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 to fix the problems you have. So I would say, start first with what you have in terms of your staff, optimize your, your staff and your workers to, to address this labor shortage well before you know, going outside with recruitment. So, so one of the things I wanna ask you there, Martin, is, is, is kind of understanding skills and potentiality. So, um, and, and inventorying that and keeping that inventory fresh. How do you how do you suggest that people? Because I love the idea. Again, you're working in a manufacturing environment, and you have this employee that does this, and you know several other employees that do something different. How do, how does one how does one understand both what they can do, but also even you know what their potentiality or what if they were trained in a certain way that what else they could do? Yeah. Well, if you keep track, you, you said inventory is key. Right. Okay. So your technologies should be able to keep track of, you know, their, their, it's on their resume when they come in, you know, what type of training did they, did they do in the past? Let's try to structure that in the technology uh, instead of just taking notes of it or having that on a piece of paper. Let, let's, let's be able to plug in the numbers and have that structures and the technology. So once you open the shift eventually in the company with those specific skills, then the people that has those matching skills will be notified that there is an opening for them. There is a possibility of, of do other things than their standard position. So you, you really need to keep track and structure the, uh, the credentials and the, the, the skills um, the skills information, the skills data, that, that's critical. If you don't do that, you won't be able to succeed. That, that's, that's what we did with Teleo in the past. We were, we were structuring the resume, if you remember, right? right. 
we didn't need to anymore paper resume or OCR and scanning of keywords. That was old school type of thing. So we, we had built questionnaires with the scoring system to match the right candidate with the right job. So why don't you do that internally with the skills of your employee? I love it. Max, uh, anything to add on the, on the, uh, the shortage part? No, uh, I may uh, get back to the shortage and bring you to, to engagement at the same time. Yeah. I, I think it's about switching your mentality from do I have enough employees to how many hours should I get filled? Mm. And, and once you start looking at individual shift without trying to bring them all to a 40 hour total and, right. and set that, that old block to someone, because that, that's not the reality anymore. Let's look at every piece of the puzzle that you have and then sit at the table with your employees and let's do that puzzle together. And you'll see that people will sometimes take more shifts than you were expecting them, not just the one or the bundle that you were trying to squeeze in to their schedule. And that's what will get, get them uh, engaged and will retain them on the same, uh, at the same time. Because at that point, they may take an extra shift because, I don't know, they have to pay an extra bill this month. And they'll start taking those extra shifts, not because you impose it on them, but because they're working for themselves. They have an end goal. They want to achieve something. And we've seen this in a lot of different industries. We've seen self-scheduling in healthcare, a place that was so rigid before in their scheduling processes. And I mean, it's been asked by employees. It's been asked by by uh, managers and companies. And the unions are still there, but they they just want to make sure that the the rules of the games are respected. And that's kind of what technology technology is in for. We're not increasing automatically employee engagement or or uh, employers' uh, vision. We're we're just setting the rules. We're just setting the playing field and, and telling them, well, play hand in hand. You're you're on the same team. Let, let's do this instead of trying to uh, negotiate one with the other. A- and people stay in. People work more, but more uh, in a smarter way and in a more collaborative way. And, and that's what we see for, for both the, the shortage and the engagement. That That's really the solution for, for our clients. I love it. Martin, do you, what's the kind of desires and needs of the hourly workers today? Like, what do you, when they come into a job... Is it because I, I love what Max said, because it's kind of like um, approaching your employees like gig workers on some level or mm-hmm. stealing some of the best aspects of gig work, um, you know, and, and applying that to what, what used to be kind of a real rigid environment. So I love that. So what are you seeing from candidates and even employers in terms of addressing candidates and employees desired desires and needs? Like what do they need from progressive employers? I think they need visibility and flexibility, mm. right? They, they flexibility in terms of their work schedule. They want to be partners, partnering with uh, the employers and building the right schedule that they like that will also suit the needs of their employers. They want to, they want to, they want to be seen as, seen as partner. They want to be empowered. And also they want visibility on the process. So, so the nice one of the nice thing that we've built is right from the start we've built our application to be mobile first. So all the design was done mobile first at Voila, and we were focusing on the workers' application mobile app. So we wanted we wanted to make sure that all you know all the 
features and functionality were available to the workers for them to to be at the center of the process of the workforce management process, you know, picking up their ship, building their schedules, seeing their timesheet, and and uh, what what is the business rule that has been applied to for if they have a premium or or overtime calculation? So they want to have this availability, this visibility and control over the process. I think that's uh, mainly what they what they want to have. They want they want to know, right? Uh, compensation, and this is dated, uh, but but the idea that someone would leave for twenty cents or fifty cents more an hour and move jobs uh, years ago, it was we, we talked a lot about it. I don't know how much of that is true uh, today or not. What do y'all see in terms of of total compensation or, or just comp in particular? Max, why don't you tackle it first? Yeah, it's, I think it's more about opportunity and potential. Of course, you, you can leave for a few more dollars. And I mean, the economy uh, pushes us towards that. But but there's always going to be someone paying you more than even the next gig that you'll accept. So at one point, it's knowing that you'll be able to make ends meet. Uh, it's knowing that you, you'll have visibility and opportunity. So if I know there's going to be one more shift, if I know that I can have stability, but at the same time, that one time that I can't come into work, I'll be able to request a replacement, swap a shift, mm-hmm. uh, get get an extra few hours to, uh, to close the month. Uh, that's what people are in for. The, the, the base rate that's on your paycheck, you know you'll get some overtime, you know it will change, you know you may accumulate different jobs. So it's not that much about this amount on your contract. It's more about what, what's my potential out there and how am I gonna be empowered to realize that potential. And Martin, I wanted to get your take and then ask a follow-up question on that. So do you see anything different in compensation? Well, it's it was true a few few months, maybe a year ago, that workers were changing to just improve for a few 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 bucks, right. few, not a few bucks, but a few cents. But uh, I read a survey recently and a very interesting article. I can uh, remember which one it was, but uh, things that the Things might be changing right now because um, the workers realize that they they haven't you know they are changing but they haven't improved that a lot you know it's always greener in the uh, the garden of the right how do you say that uh, grass yeah. is green the grass is greener on the other side yeah. on the other side they they started it seems that they are starting to realize that the, the, the fact and uh, some. 40% of the workers that did a small change has changed for a few, few, few cents or something. They just, uh, for, um, they, um, uh, they're, um, uh, yeah, they they're, get, they get yeah. into the new job and it's not near as, is exactly. They would like to come back and they regret, <laughs> they regret, they regret, they regret yeah. Their, yeah. 40% regret having changed job recently. So, so then the, that's good news because it might change, you know? What about what do y'all see in a max of interject? Uh, what do y'all see about commute in terms of like here I see in the states things that you know we don't have great mass transit. I, mean, I live in Dallas. Uh, we don't have great mass transit here, um, but there are certain cities in the U.S. that do have really wonderful uh, mass transit. But it's kind of interesting if something's uh, too far from their house, or maybe not on mass transit, or they can't. It's, you know, somehow the travel is. There's there's a problem with the travel. What do y'all see, you know, from your employee, uh, from your clients, as it relates to both candidates and employees, 
as it relates to commute uh, because they got these are all most of these jobs not all of them, are jobs that they have to be at a place so that place is you know important to some maybe not as important to others but what do you, what do y'all see as it as it relates to commute and Max, you go ahead. I'll see the, that we don't have that much visibility upfront on on commute times. Uh, we know that the, the average American commutes an average of, of ten miles to go to right. work. Uh, but then again, I think it brings us back to flexibility. What we see our accounts are structured mostly uh, is by uh, geographic area. So a worker will often have the possibility if you have multiple locations. Of course, if you're single facility, you don't have that that flexibility, but otherwise they, they'll give workers access to different job location. And you see that people usually take a few shifts here and there. So they, I don't think they're that afraid of, of commuting uh, when it's commuting in the direction. I say that that's uh, suiting them. Uh, that, that's kind of my interpret, interpretation of it. And we see a lot of people will say, well, I, I'm available for overtime application A and B, but don't get me to see. Uh, on a, on a Friday night, please. Right. I, I right. don't want to go there. But, <laughs> but they're going to increase that flexibility if they have multiple location, and and it does play along uh, uh, in, in the the number of shifts that you can you can have assigned. Right. I would say for early workers, there there's so much job available that they would pick uh, pick a job close to their house, and that's it. Okay. Right. Right. I see that with my uh, I have yoga studios now and uh, you know, three different locations. And they're not afraid to tell me, you know, I'm going to work at A, B, but not at C. So take it or leave it. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. So, so oh, that's interesting. That's fascinating, especially if it's centralized, like in, 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 a, in a region and you've applied to a job and you got accepted and then they, they, they want to put you at a place that's too far from your house or just inconvenient for whatever, whatever way that is. That's fascinating. But, um, but it's to the employer's advantage. I mean, before that, you probably didn't have the visibility on your network. I mean, you were assigned to a place right. and you wouldn't know if the employee would be interested in working somewhere else. Now you can give them the, the opportunity and maybe instead of leaving you, well, they'll just start taking more shifts at right. the, the other right. location and they'll stay with your company. Well, you guys, this has been wonderful. First of all, I love what you are doing as a company, but also tackling some of these challenges. This has just been wonderful. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks a lot for the invitation. And, and Martin, we're going to have to get together at one point and share stories. So uh, yes. so we'll get together and do that. But y'all, thanks again. And thanks for everyone listening to the show. Thanks, William. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.